Hi, today I'm here with Izzy Cutler, a Tulane senior who founded the club Strong City here at Tulane. Izzy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so to start off, can you explain a little bit about what Strong City is and its mission? Yes. So Strong City is a club that we have here at Tulane, and it is based in gun violence prevention. The founder, like the actual person that founded Strong City, Inc., went to Tulane undergrad and medical school, and he actually got shot one night in New Orleans trying to help intervene a situation between two young people. And he did not know that there were um, weapons present, obviously. So he's fine. He survived. He recovered. And he really started to think in a deeper way about what it's like to be a kid in New Orleans and how we can help them as Tulane students. So that's how we got started. And so our mission is based in gun violence prevention. And we have a number of community partners and our main goal is to support our community partners in the way that best suits them at whatever time. Sometimes it's fundraising and some financial support. Sometimes it's volunteering, but we have some organizations that we work with in New Orleans and we just kind of help them out. That's awesome. Um, So how do you, what inspired you to start the organization at Tulane and how did you get connected with this guy? So I didn't really start it. Like, I'm, like, one of the founders, but I actually showed up when there were already, like, three people there that mm-hmm. were, like, the actual founders. Um, I actually just saw a post in the Tulane 2023 Facebook group from someone's older sister that they were looking to start working on a new club, and there was a meeting. So I went to the LBC, and I met with these people and they said listen we really want to start a club but we're all seniors we're about to graduate we don't know anyone but we really want to make this into something so I came on I became the vice president and I think they definitely had the inspiration to start it because they knew that Strong City as an organization was doing great things in other places and could do great things in New Orleans they just needed a stronger connection to the Tulane community. And since I was a freshman at that time, I was able to help get them what they need. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like a lot of what we talk about at Tulane, like Tulane's obviously very community focused, um, but we don't see a lot of actual change that's going on. And so what I really like about the club is that you can see like the actual impact it's making the community Mm -hmm. versus some of the things like, I know there's a lot of controversy around, like, um, if our service learning is actually making an impact. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really important that we're here as students and that we have to be respectful of that, that we're visitors in this city. And Mm -hmm. it's a really awesome organization for learning. And I think one of the biggest critiques of the service learning program is that you know, someone has a project for a semester, they show up, they try to put a Band-Aid on a huge problem and then just leave. So Mm -hmm. by us having established community partners that we work with every single time, it's easier for us to try and understand what's really going on and how we're actually being helpful. Like we're not just going to show up and have some fun and then leave. Like we actually want to form a real connection between the people in the organization and Tulane students. Mm -hmm. So could you talk a little bit about um, your community partners and what projects you guys have done to 
support them? Yeah, so our first ever community partner is the Youth Empowerment Project. It's called, like, YEP, and it's a really, really, really positive organization in New Orleans. The founder who I was just talking about had a connection with the Youth Empowerment Project founder, so they became our first real community partners. Um, They have a lot of programming for a lot of kids, teens, all ages, people in New Orleans, and a lot of what we've done with them is bringing volunteers to their already like set events. So like they'll plan a youth empowerment project type of event and they'll say, Hey, we need 10 more volunteers. Hey, we need 15 more volunteers. And we kind of show up and help do that kind of thing. And we also have another partner called the new Orleans women and children's shelter. It's called like Nouse for short. And Basically, what we've done with them for the past few years is, like, done parties, like, once or twice a semester. So we had an Easter party. We had a Halloween party. And then, like, a couple other, like, you know, a St. Patty's. And for those, we basically bring our volunteers in. We bring food. We bring games and activity. And we just kind of have fun. I remember at our Easter event, we like painted eggs and the kids really liked it. And, you know, it got messy and we stayed and cleaned up and it was a really good experience. And, um, our two like staple events is that in the fall we do a Thanksgiving drive and in the spring we have a field day. And those are our opportunities during the semester to say to our partners, hey, we're going to do something fun. Give us the numbers. We'll get you guys a bus. We want you to come to Tulane and do something with us. Mm -hmm. How do you guys get the money to be able to fund these projects? So Strong City Inc. like is an organization that definitely has a lot of financial support Mm. for the Tulane chapter, which is really awesome. But we do fundraise a lot as well. Um, we've had boot fundraisers. We've had a couple different fundraisers like that. And also all clubs at Tulane get a little bit of money from Tulane just so we can order food to meetings and, you know, some easy stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. Is there a certain um, experience you've had um, during your time at Strong City that you can think of that like really stuck with you? Um, probably working with the Thanksgiving drive because the first year that we did it, we had 75 families. And I remember thinking that that was so much. And then last year we had a hundred and this year we had 120. So it's been so, so cool for me to work on the Thanksgiving drive multiple years in a row and actually see us being able to expand. And yeah, that's awesome. Um, so one thing that I've noticed from Strong City is that you guys have been really successful in getting new members. How have you guys done this? And like, what have you, like, what could you say to somebody who's trying to start an organization at Tulane? Yeah. So at the beginning of every semester, there's an activities fair. It's mainly for the freshmen, but anyone can go. And that is basically the time where people walk around either the like LBC quad or Riley, and they look at all the different clubs. So we have a booth and a table at both the fall and spring activities expo. And that's a really, really, really good way to bring in members, but it needs to be active. Like if you just go and sit at the table and don't say anything, no one will come up to you and ask questions. Mm -hmm. But 
if you stand up and you walk around and you talk to people, you know, maybe a little like, yo, hey, you want to join this club? You know, kind of trying to bring people in. Free food helps. Pictures helps. A poster. Having multiple people there helps. And just kind of finding freshmen and always, always, always telling people, you know, bring your friends to this club, bring anyone you know to this event. We use GroupMe to communicate um, about events and stuff, which is usually a pretty good way to keep people engaged. You know, we can say, like this message if you saw it, and we can count how many people liked it, which is helpful. And then when we have our events, we just have people sign in with their splash cards so that later we can kind of go through, see who came, what age they were, you know, kind of look at a membership perspective like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's really good advice for an activities fair because I think one of the main things about tabling that is an issue is that people are so afraid to approach and right. tra- start talking to people. That's really good advice to try to make yourself approachable in that way. Yeah. So what challenges have you um, faced during this whole process? Um, I would say the hardest thing about working with a club organization that's still new is that you have to figure things out as you go. So, for example, we had a situation with a disagreement between board members and I wish that I could have said, oh, let's see how they handled this in the past or let's see what it says in our infrastructure or whatever. And instead, we kind of had to work on the spot and come up with a plan that would work for this situation, but that we could also apply onto future situations. So the hardest part has definitely been like making the infrastructure and trying to make decisions like how often do we want to meet and what is what do we want the normal spring and fall semester to look like and are we going to make this rule or that rule how do we want people to apply to exec do we want them to interview are we having votes like just kind of making decisions about how the club should run has been difficult but also really really helpful and rewarding and now I feel like in the future they'll be able to look back at what we've made and been like oh well in the past here's how they handle this and whether or not they choose to keep things exactly the same it at least is a blueprint of how things worked so you kind of had to start from the bottom up and make all of like the bylaws and how people are elected so what was that process like how did you make those decisions um, I definitely utilized the other people on the board. I was president, but we had two vice presidents and a bunch of program coordinators that I consulted and was just kind of like, you know, we thought about how our club functioned and we just didn't think it would be right to have a vote on the exec members. And we actually decided to not have a vote and instead just conduct interviews. And it's hard because Obviously, we want the people in the club to have some sort of a say in who's going to be on exec, but it's also kind of an awkward situation figuring out how to have people vote on their peers or someone their age. You know, do we do it in person? Do we use a Google form? Is that safe? Is that kind? Like, you know, think about how we would feel if we were freshmen as well. Mm -hmm. No, that's a really um, good point you bring up. I've seen a lot of different organizations um, debate with that because I think that It seems like the right way to make it a democracy, um, if you want to call it that, with voting. But in the end, a lot of times people, like some people go to a club for one meeting and then are ending up getting a say in something that they just really can't make an educated decision off of. And we don't have any kind of like 
point system. So it's like, well, do we let everyone vote? Well, would there be a way for us to see how could people vote? And we just kind of decided that voting didn't really fit in with what we wanted our club to be. No, that totally makes sense. Um, do you have any other advice you have for other students who want to start an organization? Um, I would say don't get discouraged because there's a lot of things that we've had to do either to get our money from the LBC or to register this event or to even get the splash card tapper that is like something they have in the LBC and seems so silly, but it's so helpful to have them. There's a lot of logistics and you just kind of have to power through it. Like there's a lot of waivers, there's a lot of signing stuff. Like I think that's something that we might all be seeing a little bit more in the adult world that mm-hmm. shit just takes a long freaking time and there's a lot of steps and many of the steps feel very stupid. Um like for our field day event, we had like so many ideas about having a bouncy house and snow cones and we had to change our ideas a lot based on what we are actually allowed to do as a two-lane organization. You know, yeah. there's a lot of rules and requirements. It's not just about alcohol. It's about campus space. It's about timing, weather, whatever. And we ended up having to do a lot of paperwork to get kids to come to Tulane and play in the hot sun all afternoon because so much could happen, obviously. And we had to get, you know, renter's insurance and all this different stuff. We had to get tables and chairs. We had to return the tables and chairs. And in the end, there was a lot of, you know, logistics that didn't seem important. But then we got to have a field day event with all these kids running around and they had the best time. There was music, there was food, and it turned out really awesome. So the advice that I would give would be don't get bogged down by all the boring stuff. Like, that's just a part of it. You have to fill out the papers. You have to read the waiver, do whatever they want you to do so that you can, you know, ultimately get to your mission. Yeah, it seems like a lot of responsibility. Is that difficult? Um, not difficult because, again, you know, I'm not the only person. I do have a board of six other people that are so awesome and really helpful. But Mm -hmm. definitely there have been a week where I'm like, okay, I just don't have time to do all of this. And I have to, you know, say to the VP, like, can you step up this week? And, of course, the VP is amazing. And she's like, yeah, of course. Like, I'd love to. And so, you know, when it becomes overwhelming, I'm glad that I have a board of a lot of other strong people that are just as passionate and interested as me in in everything as I am. So they're able to kind of step in when they need to, which is so, so helpful. Do you feel like you're going to be able to take a lot of this into like your next phase of life, like things you've learned from this experience? I Like earlier I was talking about there was like a small disagreement between board members just about how we wanted to run something. Mm -hmm. And I had to think, okay, well, I'm in charge. I'm the president. I get to decide how this plays out. And I thought a lot about how I wanted to have a fair way of us making decisions in this club. And I think that everything I've learned from that will be really, really useful in any group work, in life, at a job, in a class, or just anything where there's a group of people trying to accomplish a goal. I think I've learned so much from working with the whole board and it will be very helpful information for my professional life. Yeah. I feel like that's a really big defining moment too, of like how you respond to that and what you decide to do in that moment. Cause it's like, you know, you could like you're, 
you're in charge, but you know, if you could easily be like, you guys can just figure us out and I'm going to just stand back. And that's, I think that a lot of people who aren't ready to be leaders would do that. And so it shows a lot about who you are that you, you know, took charge of a situation and like help them figure it out. And even in the situation, I have an opinion too. Like I want things to go one way or another, but I don't want to let my opinion overpower the whole group. Yeah, no, totally. Um, Kind of bringing things back um, to the conversation we had in the beginning about New Orleans in general. Like, do you have any, um, like, what has been your experience, like, working in the city? And then also, like, has that changed, like, from your experience in this club? Like, how you kind of see Tulane's place in all of this? I think that's something that I consider a lot as, like, I'm a senior as well. And when I was a freshman here, I think I kind of came in with, like, what's the word? Like, just, like, I kind of came in with, like, doughy eyes, and I was like, oh, like, this all seems, like, so great. Like, Tulane is so excited about working in our community. And then as I started talking to people who were actually in the community, they were saying that they had a very different perspective than I thought that they would. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously a really, really big question. I think it's we all have to take into account that we are predominantly white school in a city that isn't predominantly white. Mm -hmm. We are also predominantly people from the northeast of the country in a place where people are not from the same places that we're from. They're not from the coasts and the cities, you know. There's so much that we don't know about the south and this city and the topography of the land and the weather and everything. And I think it's interesting because... You could show up anywhere in a group of white kids to go work on something and you get the feeling of like the white savior complex and the white man's guilt and, mm-hmm. oh, let's just walk in and fix all this. Let's bring a cookie cake and have an Easter party and like solve everything. Obviously, that's not how it works. And I think a big part of understanding that is just saying like we're not here to fix every problem or solve every problem. We may not even really be here to deal with the problems We're just here to learn, to listen, to understand. And as much as we can, when we're with people that are working or connected with the organizations that we're partnered with, we try as much as we can to uplift them, their goals, what they want to do. If we want to have this type of event and they think it won't go over well and it should be something else, we would trust their advice because they have a greater understanding of what it's like to be Mm. in these positions opposed to us. So we really just try and focus on lifting up what they want, their voices, their stories. It's, it's a learning experience for us. We're not, you know, going in and being the good guys, fixing things, solving, like we're here to learn. We want to learn about their struggles and we want to learn how we can, have an impact on the things that they're going through if that's even possible and if it's not possible then we want to donate money or we want to bring food or we want to you know supply thanksgiving meals in whatever way we can and i think it's easy to feel like oh well this is such a small difference it may not really do anything but when you really talk to people and you say tell me about your life what has it been like where did you grow up and how did your family end up in this type of situation and you know there's so much to be learned 
learned from their stories and their voices and that's what it's about it's not about my experience and how i love volunteering and being in the community no it's about the people that i've met and what i've learned from their life experiences and what that's taught me about being in new orleans living in new orleans what it's taught me about the community of new orleans and what life is like for these people Mm -hmm. and how we could actually make a difference in their lives and again and then if we can't you know we're not here to solve the problems then we want to do whatever we can, whatever they need. Yeah. What I really like that you're saying, and I think is a great way to leave this podcast, is that, like, it. the most important thing is to be listening. Right. And it's like we – you don't want to ever go into a situation in a community that you're not from and be taking. Like, you just want to really listen to them and what they have to say. Right. And in reality, I don't know these people. I don't know their everyday struggles. I want to know and I want to know if I have a role in that. But before any of that happens, we have to be able to just listen and learn and sit back and say, what is it like in your life? I I don't live the same life as you. And I want to know what your life is like and see if I could have some sort of, you know, part to play in all of it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. It's really inspiring to hear about the work that you guys are doing. I think it's amazing. Um, and I think it's like at the end of the day, like even if like what we can all take away from this is that even if all you can do is something small, like making the kids laugh and have a good day, like that's actually a really big thing that you're doing and that you are making a difference regardless. And I think that like, you know, we all like everyone listening can't all go join a strong city chapter or do this, but we all can take away like things that we can do in our own community. And I would even like want to challenge people to think like you may live in a certain part of your community that you're really comfortable in, but like challenging yourself to like, that's how we are here at Tulane. Like we live in a very different area than a lot of the other people who this club serves live in. And that's only 15 minutes away from us. Where I live at home, this city's only 15 minutes away, and that's a very different reality there. And I think we can all, like, challenge ourselves to go out of our comfort zone and try to help where we can. And just even even just by listening and learning something different and to change your perspective is important. Yeah, I totally agree. And just a little plug, if anyone does want to join Strong City, we have a wave sync page. We have all the information there. You can email anyone. You can get added to our group me. There's no like minimum or maximum requirement. You can kind of just come and go as it fits in with your schedule. So I encourage you all to look us up on the wave sync page. We have an Instagram too. Yeah, amazing. It's Strong City underscore Tulane, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. You guys will be able to find it. Um, I definitely encourage anyone to join who can. And even if maybe this inspires you to start your own chapter at your school. No underscore. One word. Strong City Tulane. Amazing. Okay. Go follow. Um, so that wraps up for today. Um, again, don't forget to follow Promly on Instagram at Promly app and download the Promly app on the App Store. Thank you so much, Izzy, for being here. We of really, course. really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you it. for having me. Okay. Goodbye.